This is the Gemara Goes Green. I'm Davi Frank. Today we'll be learning how to from Tani Dach Lamed. Welcome back to the Gemara Goes Green. Today we're going to be looking at Tani Dach Lamed, which continues the broader discussion of the past few Dapim about Hilchot Tisha B'Av, this time discussing Hilchot Erev Tisha B'Av, comparing laws of mourning to the laws of Tisha B'Av, and then discussing the happiest days of the year on the Jewish calendar, both Tisha B'Av, I mean, both Tu B'Av and Yom Kippur. The first line I'd like to analyze today arises during a long discussion on Amr Aleph about what is allowed and what is not allowed in terms of eating the day before Tisha B'Av, and specifically the meal which one eats directly, be- directly before the fast starts. One Brayta given gives two op- opinions of what is okay to eat in terms of quantity of meat and wine, which goes as follows. Tanya Yidach, Erev Tisha B'Av, Lo Yochal Adam Shnei Tavshili, Lo Yochal Basar Ve Lo Yishtei Yain, Divrei Rabbi Meir. So he says, Rabbi Meir says that on the day before Tisha B'Av, a person should not be eating two cooked meals um, and shouldn't be eating wine or meat. Chachamim Amrim Yishaneh. Chachamim say that he needs to adjust and reduce his consumption of meat and wine. Gemara asks, how on earth is he supposed to reduce his meat and wine consumption? If he was was accustomed to eating a liter of meat, exactly what that measure is, um, quite interesting, Um, (laughs) not exactly, um, completely connected to our our topic at hand. Um, But if he's accustomed to eating a certain amount of meat, he should essentially eat half of that. If he's comes to drinking a certain amount of wine, he should drink half of that. And if he is not, if he is not accustomed to eating meat or drinking wine at all, it's for him prohibited to him to even drink any of it. The opinion of the Chachamim here essentially outlines a way of transitioning from the regular day environment in which people can normally eat food and wine in their to their heart's desire to not eating at all via changing the diet for the day beforehand to only permit half of what one would normally do. As we illustrated yesterday at the end of the podcast, we currently find ourselves in a sort of liminal space in which we need to transition between living careless and bountiful lifestyles, or eating diets without regard to environmental impact, and move towards lifestyles and diets which have environmental concerns as a top priority. Thus, we need to minimize and adjust whether that be little by little cutting out our meat consumption and consumption of other animal products, or cutting our carbon footprint in half, in order to ultimately eliminate our negative environmental impact entirely. What the Chachamim say here is, which directly conflicts with Rabbi Meir, is that transition is needed. It's a required part of the process of change, that people cannot simply cut out the staples of their lifestyles and succeed immediately. We as a society must embrace minimizing in order to little by little achieve our goals. The next passage I'd like to look at comes at the end of Amud Aleph and the top of Amud Bet. The passage appears when discussing the last meal before a fast and directly discusses the tradition of Rav Yulai for the pre-fast. As the Gemara says, So, sorry, it's not correct, it's Rav Yehuda, it's not Rav Yulai, um, but this is the custom of, of um, Rabbi Huda, uh, son of Rabbi Eli, 
So on the day before Tisha B'Av, um, he would, they would bring him a stale piece of bread with salt. Um, and he would sit, he would sit between oven and stove, um, which was considered a very irrespectable place to sit. Um, and he would eat and drink uh, a jug of water with it. So in doing so, he would essentially resemble somebody who, um, who was mourning and had their dead relative essentially um, betrayed right before them. In the past, we've discussed this idea, which of Yehudim or Rabbi Lai bodies, of physically preparing in order to get emotionally prepared for an event, specifically which is specifically hard to connect to emotionally. Maybe people, many people currently don't feel an emotional connection to helping the environment to succeed because they don't experience physical tragedy directly. In addition to the individual actions which help the environment, we must also spread information about the tragedies which already occur and when needed, even, the phys even physically pretend as if these tragedies have already struck and live even more extremely towards helping the environment. This can be performed through the movements of taking on challenges not to produce any garbage waste or not producing individual carbon waste or rationing water usage to extremely minimal degree for a specific period of time. We must understand what the danger truly is in the current lifestyle we inhabit in order to completely feel the need to change ourselves and resembling what the change, what, what may happen in a physical manner may equally, if not more, allow us to occupy that headspace of change. The last two lines that I'd like to discuss comes a few lines later, as Mara states, so there's two brightas here quoted by which essentially both say the same thing, the latter which adding an extra line at the bottom, but essentially saying that everybody should always um, conduct himself as a Talmud Torah, as, as a Talmud Torah, Talmud Chacham, with regard to um, not performing labor on Tisha B'Av, which is what the context is talking about, whether or not uh, we are supposed to be performing labor on Tisha B'Av, um, and essentially says that would not do it. So Rabbi Shimon says that every single person should also not be doing it and act as if they're to Chacham. Um, and the last line, Kedeshi Tane. Um, so that so that that every individual will feel the hardship of the fast. Or essentially under the under the presumption that if a Talmud Chacham um, would understand the day more, would understand um, the significance and magnitude of the day, and therefore would understand um, how how hard the fast was. The statement of Rabbi Shimon Gimeliel teaches us the importance of education and becoming emotionally present for the tragedy which is hidden from the human eye. We need to become completely educated about the tragedies which are currently plaguing communities of humans worldwide, and more importantly, the incredible potential for larger destruction for the world and future generations. If we don't get educated and don't become Talmidei Chachamim in the, the climate crisis, in some senses, we will not be a part of the mourning process and will thus not understand the magnitude of the current time and therefore will not take proper repercussions as a result. A few lines later, the Gemara states, Whoever mourns for Yushalayim will merit and see the future joy that the city will bring when it eventually gets rebuilt.
And whoever does not mourn in Yerushalayim will not see the future joy which comes about. If we don't get educated and properly, quote-unquote, mourn for the potential destruction of the world, we and our descendants will not be zocha for the eventual happiness when the climate is in a more stable place. Please go to Mitzvot and see you all tomorrow for Daf Lamed Aleph.